Trash Horror Movie fans, welcome to the Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grinding Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cool classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Now put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. Yo, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 1986. This is uh, my favorite one. Uh, is it, I mean, we all know that the first original one by Toby Hooper is the best one. We we know this. Maybe you could say that the remake in 2003 or whatever is also the best. Whatever. But on this show, Colton Trash, we, we all know that number two is the best one. Why? Bill Mosley. Dennis Hopper. Um, it, it's great. It, it's, it's a fun, cheesy kind of campy but also really fucked up psychotic whole thing so yeah we, we love that show um brie is here what's up brie hello how's it going how you doing i'm doing pretty good how about you good glad to be back as you know i am uh definitely a far out fan of the show <laughs> that uh, nice I, I like that that's a call back to uh bill mosley chop tap what he oh, says. Yeah. yeah. I've got that clip actually, but I'll play a little bit later. Um, so let me ask you, uh, what, what was your introduction to this movie? I had seen it quite a few years ago. I kind of got on the whole, you know, when you get like super obsessed with like different horror movies and they're like, okay, oh. I've got to consume all of the media. Yeah. Uh, so I did that a couple years ago, forgot about it, and then I ended up rewatching it recently after you said we were going to be reviewing it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Sloan said. Sloan was supposed to join us. He yeah. couldn't make it today. His band, Costly Cadavers, is actually playing a show tonight, right now as we speak. So um, he, he couldn't he join but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny is his guitarist did that at their last show. Oh he shit. He literally <laughs> broke his leg in the mosh pit. And Sloan himself, he got in the mosh pit of another band. He he uh got headbutted in the mouth. Um That's when you know it's a good concert. Right. Uh but yeah, he said the exact same thing. It was worse than he remembered. And uh see that that's what like the second viewing does to you, because that's what I said during my second viewing, but then <laughs> My third and fourth one, I was like, wait, this is better than I remembered. I, I don't know, <laughs> something about that second viewing is just like, oh, like this is crap. But then <laughs> after that, it's like, oh, no, no, this is good. This is good. Um, how would you rate this among the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Uh, I mean, just like you said, obviously the first one, I, I believe the original by Toby Hooper is obviously the best just from like the cinematography standpoint and the fear factor. If we're talking like the worst of like the Chainsaw Massacres, I got to get placed at first. You said, wait, you said that this is the worst one? 
Right. Okay, get get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. But really, I mean, it's so campy. Like, I mean, if we're saying like production value, I mean, come on, the acting, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley is amazing. Oh my god, it's so fucking corny. <laughs> but I don't. I don't want to spoil it. I've got. I've got, I will give my critiques uh, for sure later. I don't want to spoil the whole show in yeah four minutes but i mean did you see the fourth one next generation i mean that one's clearly worse than this one like or generation number three the 2003 reboot netflix's coming one is gonna be terrible but i'm still gonna fucking watch it <laughs> let's be real i'm gonna watch it uh well yeah no um yeah, you know it's weird. Have you noticed that like all the all, all these movies lately in the past year have like the original protagonist is like I'm back and only I can get rid of him. That seems yeah. to be what this one is. Like Scream, Scream is doing it. Um, Halloween, Halloween is doing it. Oh, what? we're just on the same wavelength here. Wow. <laughs> Except for it's the best one, not the worst one. What about the, <laughs> what about Texas Chainsaw 3D, the one that came out in 2013? That one was terrible. I don't think I actually watched that. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, that's sorry. probably the worst one. Okay. I'll watch that, and then I will rate that the worst one. <laughs> I mean, how do you even do like Leatherface in 3D? Uh, it's just I don't know. I didn't watch it in 3D. <laughs> oh, is it like the My Bloody Valentine 3D where you don't actually watch it in 3D, but it's just terrible? Yeah, okay, yeah. I enough. mean, it, it's got Trey Songs in it, so that that speaks for itself. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we've got uh, another guest uh, coming up. Actually, the man who introduced me to this movie. Uh, good, good friend of mine from a long time ago. He's making his first appearance on the show. Hopefully, be many others. He uh, has his own YouTube channel, which is not movie related at all, but it's called Your Tap Water's Crack. Dustin, welcome to the show. We, we seem to have lost your video. Uh, hold on here. Let me. There we go. All right. <laughs> cool. There it is. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Hey, what's up, man? Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you introduced me to this movie, the original movie. We actually watched both the same night in a row. This was many years ago. Uh, you introduced me to Society. You introduced me to a couple of the um, Return of the Living Dead movies. A whole bunch of, of good, uh, campy horror movies great horror movies um i i mean i can say that you're you're like a father to me oh man i appreciate <laughs> it uh i definitely considered you someone that i would report to watch movies with that yeah. i knew would enjoy what i like yeah yeah for sure no we, we yeah we, we've had some good times like yeah you'll be like you'll just hit me up randomly it's like hey Come over. I'm like, okay. And then I just sit down on your couch, and you're just like, I'm putting in this movie you've never seen before. I'm just like, oh, cool. Oh, man. When you had told me you hadn't seen any of the Leatherface, I was like, okay. We're not just going to watch it. First, I need to order you some copies. So I went on Amazon, paid for overnight shipping, got you a couple of copies for yourself. Yeah. And then yeah, you we drank beer all night and watched them. 
Yeah, yeah, you, well, yeah, we watched the, the original one and the sequel, and then you uh, gave me my own copy of the remake, which I watched at home. That's right. Yes. And now uh, I'm mad at myself that I never showed you part three, because uh, <laughs> nobody can seem to find it, and of course, that's still on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bree, did you watch that one? I have not, just in the fact that, just like Dustin pointed out, it is so hard to find. It's yeah. ridiculous. You this can only was hard to find it at too. this point. I, I, yeah, I don't know why they're making it so difficult. Um, Meanwhile, the first movie is on like every single streaming service. I found it on Amazon, Tubi, Shutter. Like, I found the first movie. No I mean, that's just it's crazy. a really good horror movie. I mean... Yeah. See, this um, is uh, where uh, buying thousands of movies in my 20s paying off. <laughs> uh, hey, so well, why don't you uh, tell us what uh, your tap water is crap is? What, what's that all about? Oh, it's completely um, not movie related. Mm-hmm. I uh, breed and build uh, ecosystems for fish and exotic shrimp, and I teach people how how to do it mm-hmm. uh, along with cracking jokes and doing it in unorthodox ways so you're not just like, listening like, to some guy in his early 40s talk about this <laughs> well, what's unorthodox uh, well I guess you would have to well that I'm a bit eccentric so you know when I'm talking you're not sure whether to take me seriously or you know, if I'm just bullshitting, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's I do Dustin. tell the facts. I just tell them strangely. <laughs> that's Dustin. Uh, yeah. So check if yeah. I guess if uh, you're into that, if anybody listening wants to start their own aquarium ecosystem thing, check out his uh, channel. Your tap water is crap, and it's a good how-to. It's yeah. one behind me. Yeah. Underwater forest. Nice. Um, yeah, it seems to be growing popular really quick, too. Yeah, I've been running it for five months now. There's still no animals in it. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, well why, why did you name it Your Tap Water is Crap? I named it Your Tap Water is Crap because um, the tap water here where I live in Painesville, Minnesota, is absolutely terrible. Um, and it runs through a softener, uh, and because of this, it adds a lot of salt and sodium to your uh, tap water, which if you're trying to sustain freshwater animals and plants, it, it, they're not going to survive. So mm, I call uh, it your tap okay. water set. No, don't use tap water. Right, don't right. use tap water. I mean, unless mm. your water comes out of a spring, I teach everyone to stay away from it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Right on. All right. Well, uh, so back to this uh, topic. What what was your? Okay, so so as we said, you were my introduction to the franchise and this movie specifically. What was your introduction? Uh, my it was more organic. Um, I, the first horror movie I ever saw, and it was by accident. It was playing late on TV. I think I was. Um, eight years old at the time 
and uh, a horror movie came on called Demon Wind, uh, which came out in 1990, and it was kind of a ripoff of the Evil Dead series, mm. but it, it somehow worked, and it was really scary. Uh, for me, I, I was eight years old at the time, oh, yeah. and it gave me nightmares for a couple weeks, and I actually enjoyed my scary nightmares. I was like a getting entertained every night, and I was I got to see more. So uh, I, on my own, started digging through every horror movie imaginable. Nice. Okay, so I, I guess pretty soon after then, you, you discovered Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. I can't tell you exactly when, because mm. the copious amount of movies I watched on the daily, at, all the way up to now, for years, yeah. it happened somewhere in there. Right, I got you. And so, I guess, what, would it be fair to say that you, you saw the first one, then you, you were just like, I'll, I'll probably watch the second one after that, and just went that way? No, I saw the second one first, and oh. I don't remember where. Uh, I know it was by myself, but because of the popularity of that one, it was more readily available to see on TV. Um, and I saw that, and then I had to see them all. I've been a fan ever since. I've got all of the movies. Leatherface, part two. Nice. Leatherface from the very original. That's pretty dope. Yep, and uh, Leatherface from the beginning. Ah, nice. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I know you, so I, I already knew about this, but uh, yeah. You've got I, before we started recording. I was telling Bree here of how, like, if you were to go to your house, you know, there's just a wall of of action figures just still in their boxes. Just all the you, you've got you've got everybody. You got Larry the Face. You've got Jason. You've got Freddy Krueger. You've got Ash. Those are the obvious, all the way to some that people don't know anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like a museum. Like I, I remember, me and Jake, we used to just go to your house and we would just like spend a good half hour looking through all your action figures, then looking through all your Blu-rays, and then. So well, last year I sold twenty of them to pay for my honeymoon, and I made over three thousand dollars. Damn, of the action figures. Yeah, I be, I believe that. I mean. Yeah. Unopened? Absolutely. I sold the ones that were least important to me and that I don't stare at more than the others. Would you say that those ones are... What, what do you think are worth more? Like, is it the leather faces or the more obscure ones? It depends on the demand. Uh, whatever's popular at the time is going to go up. So, like, right now, because there's a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre series happening, that would drive the interest of unopened action figures for Motherface above, like, Freddy Cougar and Jason. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what, what do you all think about the, the new trailer coming uh, for the new Netflix? Actually, by the time that this episode comes out, it will already be out, so it's out now. But, uh, Bree, you said that it looks pretty terrible. No, I think it looks good, but trailers are certainly deceiving. <laughs> Yeah. I, like it's the whole okay there's a bunch of kids but they're glued to their technology 
like see I that hate that's that what the concept. 2013 one was all about there were cell phones everywhere i hate that concept so much but like, <laughs> see, i think it's gonna be good in the gore factor just because that part where you know leatherface takes that bus. dude in yeah. the bus up that looks great that i know like good. in my heart i'm gonna be disappointed but damn at least it'll be fun to watch even if it's bad yeah what, what about you Dustin? Uh, i go into everything with a lot of optimism um i never assume something's going to be terrible and i'll avoid uh trailers and stuff like that mm. so i don't have expectations somewhere that could mm. disappoint me but also i'm very aware that movies need to stay keep up with modern times so in order for them to draw on a new audience you know if phones are what's important and the kids are focused on that they have to include that to attract a new audience and yeah, yeah. fans get upset when they change things but that's just how it is true okay. fair uh yeah i'm i'm pretty much in agreement there um like I don't know, I I don't personally I I don't care anything about about new horror movies. Like I I have not seen the Halloween ones. I haven't seen Scream. I don't. I just don't care. <laughs> but um, I I care about the old ones, the the cult classic ones. In fact, we'll uh, watch the trailer to the one we're talking about now. It takes a chance out of Massacre Two right here. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. See what I appreciate about this is that it's like in the wake old of this grindhouse style rampage. He vanished. It's not showing the entire movie in one no. trailer. It's not showing anything. After more than <laughs> exactly. a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2. The buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. <laughs> that's that's punny. <laughs> this whole movie is full of such great one-liners. It fits perfectly. Mm. Honestly, I couldn't see it on my end, but the amount of times I've seen the trailer and the actual movie, it really doesn't matter. I could play the whole thing in my head from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just showed a picture of a chainsaw, basically, and then that was it. Oh, no shit, it showed some chainsaws, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on while I go execute myself. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I, all right, let's get into it. Uh, so this is a direct sequel from the first one. Uh, we've got the same characters, including the dead hitchhiker who got hit by a truck. <laughs> He's seen throughout as a corpse, and his twin brother Chop Top shows up, and uh, played by Bill Mosley. And I yeah. love Chop Top, like, um, like <laughs> they're, they're just like we we want the hitchhiker, but he died. So I, what do we do? Oh, <laughs> bro, I know. that totally ran over and collapsed like a watermelon. Yeah, well, his corpse is throughout the movie. Like they're like 
Like Chop Chop is like dancing with it throughout. Yeah. The movie. yeah. Uh, but yeah, his twin brother, who's in Vietnam at the time, shows up <laughs> and now he's back. And uh, I, I really loved Bill Mosley. Um, uh, I see, I saw this movie much after House of Thousand Corpses, where Bill Mosley plays Otis. And you, you can tell that Otis is very much. Uh, influenced by Chop Top. I mean, same actor, but Rob Zombie was probably just like, yeah, play Chop Top. Oh, absolutely. His mannerisms were identical, and I think that's just art of him. It's his nature. Exactly. Yeah, like, uh, so I've got a clip right here. Also, the cinematography is very similar, like the intense red lights and everything. That looks exactly like Chainsaw Massacre, too. Oh, yeah. I brought you here for a reason, but unfortunately, you and your sentimental minds are doing me no good! He just seems to be ranting about war to be the same exact character. Right. From this culture of mechanical reproductions and the thick he's he's equally crazy like otis is very equally crazy to chop top but he's more i guess structured more put together you know he's uh like chop top is is like a cartoon character basically he's just all over the place jumping around and uh otis is more like serious but still like equally insane one of the things I really love about Bill Mosley in both those roles is that the, the way he's able to capture being so casual in a situation that is horrifying. You know what's going to end in film, but he's such a lot just no big deal. This is just what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Brie, what, what was your thoughts on, on Shop Top? I loved him. Uh, the first scene that he was technically like in where he's like chopping up the car, uh, what a way to be introduced. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, that's the scene where I realized, oh shit, this is in fact Tom Savini's makeup work. Yeah, oh yeah, you can tell. I, I did not realize that the first time I saw it, but like once Chop Top, you know, sliced that dude's head open, I was yeah. like, oh well, yeah. Well, actually, that that was, that was Leatherface oh, who did that. shit, was it? Yeah. Everybody's just dragging around this corpse then. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, which I love <laughs> that scene. Uh, yeah, so, because we, yeah, we see this truck that's like fucking with them, and then you just see the corpse is all out. There's like dancing around uh, but that's that's uh leatherface behind him i mean he's got the chainsaw and he, yeah i don't know why he, he does his like... signature leatherface jig where he's got the chainsaw up in his hands and he's just like bobbing his head <laughs> <laughs> right um but uh yeah chop top though he he's definitely like the best character I mean, th- this is much less... Like, what I really appreciate about this is every every character, like, is, like, the main character somehow, you know? I know, I hear what you're saying. That's, uh, I agree. 
Yeah, it's like everybody steals the show. Like, Chop Chop steals the show. Leatherface. I mean, it's about Leatherface, but like, and and the scenes that he's in are really pack impactful, you know. But uh, and then there's there's Jaden Sawyer, the the oldest brother. Uh, the, then you have Stretch, who's I'd say, in my opinion, probably my favorite uh, female protagonist or last girl. Really? Uh, wow, be- hot take. Yeah. Caroline Williams? Yeah. Uh, well, the character of Stretch is. And right. I'll get into that in a minute. But, like, yeah, she she completely steals the show when she's on screen. She, she She's, uh, yeah, a good actress, I'd say. She's and, gorgeous, too. Yeah, for sure. And, and then you have Dennis Hopper, who every time he's on scene, it's like, you think that this is a Dennis Hopper movie. And... <laughs> And like everybody is just fantastic, so I, yeah. So when you say that this is the worst one, do you mean you personally think that you enjoy it less, or are you no? What I say, like, standpoint? so the worst one. I mean, obviously, oh, okay. not like the worst one to the point where I enjoy it less. I just mean in terms of oh, like okay. production value, set design. I see. Yeah, like I'm not and, saying I case. enjoy it the least. I just mean. I still I don't, don't think it's, it's the worst technically. Um, that there are some like that are worse than that, but I I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, it's definitely um, probably lower budget and less seriously yes. taken. It's the yes. same director though, Toby Hooper, which is interesting because you know he did the first one and then he turned around and did this, which is completely off the wall different. I was gonna, yeah. It's hard to believe it's the same director. Like that's the mm-hmm. crazy part. The first one is like a serious slasher, horrified. This one is like, what happened? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Dustin, I forgot to ask you. What? What? How do you rate this one among the other ones? Uh, so part two, uh, it, from my own personal opinion, I don't think it's the best, but it's a very pinnacle part in all of the movies because. Part two was more, um, uh, how would you say, uh, like, kind of advertised that in a way where it shot off in the direction where it would never end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, like, how w- would you say it's okay? So, I mean, obviously, it's it's nothing like the other ones, but. Um, w- as far as your personal favorites go, like from your your very favorite to your least favorite, where would you rank it? Like very favorite, so it's gonna be the very original part okay. one, right? <laughs> yeah, After uh, that, for, exactly. A very uncommon, and some people are gonna hate me for this, but part three is actually my second favorite. I'd say I'd say it's underrated for sure. It, it, um, it's underrated, and it has a large of people that we still know today. Yeah. Ken uh, Foray is in it. Who? Uh, Ken Foray or Foray. Oh, right. And uh, uh, Vigo Mortensen from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, story. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ken, Ken Foray, he's he's um, he's in Dawn of the Dead. He's the black guy in that movie. Right. Uh, and, and he was just like in a bunch of just uh, movies nobody's heard of really a lot of obscure horror movies and um 
yeah, and then Rob Zombie brought him into Devil's Rejects. If you're a, a horror and a nostalgic cult lover, you know of him. Um, yeah. He's been in some very pinnacle horror movies. He, from he's the kept, 70s, it, 80s yeah, and 90s. He, he's definitely in line with people like Bill Mosley and Sid Haig and all those obscure cult favorites for sure yeah so but my, my question is you still haven't answered it where do you rank Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 number two would come in as my third favorite okay cool and then my fourth jumps all the way to the prequel of the 2013 I mean sorry the 20, 2003 remake the right. beginning and that that one's got um well, I, I'm I'm blanking on his name. The uh the the guy from Full Metal Jacket. Uh yeah, he's in beginning and the right. uh re- remake, right? He, I forget his name really too. Weird. But if you watch any like, kind of military movie in the 80s and 90s, he's the one yelling at everybody. Yep. Oh mm-hmm. my god, what is his name? It, it's like R. Emmy. Something. <laughs> Let me see the war face. Give me your war face. Everybody ah! watching this are pr- are probably yelling at us right now. My dad's <laughs> gonna be yelling at me. That's for sure. If he ever sees this episode. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Well. Um. So anyway, like yeah, like I said, I uh, I find Stretch to be one of my favorite uh last girls or female horror protagonists, and the reason for that, I mean, she she's pretty realistic i mean she like holds her own she's not a damsel in distress you know but she's also at the on the other hand she's not like too badass that she can just do everything like she i mean people like um sigourney weaver and um alien like she's everybody's favorite oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) sigourney weaver ride or die Nice. Well, for for those who are listening in and not watching the YouTube, Reed just showed a picture of a tattoo. That, that's, that's a perfect per- comparison because you're talking about like a damsel in distress who's had enough and rises to the occasion to defeat this outrageous scenario. Yeah. So, like, um, fuck. I don't know why I'm forgetting her name, but yeah, Alien, Sigourney Weaver's character. Um, Ripley. Ripley, thank you. Or like Sarah Connor. Uh, actually, I, I definitely... Okay, so Ripley is like the badass who like can go up against the mother, the the queen alien. Uh, but I, I'd say that stretch is more like a terminator one sarah connor like she, she's just like a regular girl who's just trying to just make a living and then this situation comes to her and she almost does not escape and sure, she goes to their place by herself that's true that's true but she also almost fails horribly <laughs> oh yeah well luckily we had dinner uh hopper so he uh yeah like yeah she gets she gets lucky because dennis hopper kind of he doesn't save her but he he's a distraction enough for her to get away also she gets lucky that leatherface just like completely 
It's just it's horny for her. Yeah. We could be real. He is horny for her. Oh, well, I mean, he, yeah, he, he I mean, yeah, that, that's exactly, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> I mean, he judges yeah. himself while he's poking at her vagina with his chainsaw. <laughs> right. And for people who aren't aware, Leatherface is a transgender who goes, takes it to the max. He's In based the fourth off film, of for uh, sure. Ed Gein, a real serial killer who wears women's skin. Oh, yes, yes, true. Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which, yeah, in the fourth, I kind of like, like, a lot of people hate the next generation because he's cross dressing throughout that movie, but actually, I kind of, I kind of dig it. Like, just for one film where it's just dressed as a woman wearing a woman's face, I, was, I don't know, it, it works for me. I mean, essentially, he cross dresses in all of them. In the first one, that's the first why one, yeah, he's got a, yeah. has lipstick. He's wearing a woman's face. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just does what he feels like, basically. Yeah. You ever play a game called a uh, Dead by Daylight horror game? Uh, I Dustin, I know you've I've watched you play that game. De- I'm playing Dynamite. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, Dead by uh, Daylight. It's a kind of like an asymmetrical horror game. It's like one of those one is a killer, and then there's four survivors. The killer has to uh, obviously kill the survivors, but they actually got the rights to Leatherface. And uh, if wow. you kill enough people, like of the different characters, you get to earn a trophy and wear you know their faces. I've heard about that. This uh, is a yeah. DLC or online. Yeah. yeah, so you have, like, the base game, Dead by Daylight, which comes with, like, base characters. Um, and then there's a Leatherface DLC, there's a Scream DLC, Saw... There's, like, a whole bunch of, like, horror movie DLCs, for sure. That sounds cool. I refuse to play any games online with anyone. I like to play first-person horror games by myself in the dark. Uh, remind me later to get with you for uh, maybe something coming up but I don't want to get too much into that right now. All right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I was saying, I like, I like stress a lot because yeah, she, she's like neither the damsel in distress who, who like needs Dennis Hopper to save her. I, she, uh, but she's also not so badass. She could, it's, it like doesn't make sense. Uh, it's unrealistic. I mean, she's a very realistic protagonist. Um, I'd say, what, like, would, would you all agree? I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And she is still alive, and she does still do movies, and she still looks great. What, what else has she been in? Uh, that I can rip off the top of my head, I, yeah. I can't. So <laughs> obviously, I can't make that much of a, an impression. But I did yeah. just see her in something recently that she did two years ago. I mean, like none none of these actors really go on. I mean, they're they're in a bunch of movies, but they're all very obscure. I mean, can anyone look at Dennis Hopper in anything and not look at one of his hands to see if he's missing a finger? (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, because he loses his finger and and speed, he has he has no pinky or no thumb. Is that true? Well, yeah. Have you not seen Speed with Keanu Reeves? Wait. I'm sorry. I'm I'm having trouble hearing what you're saying. What? <laughs> De- Dennis Hopper's uh, 
Dylan in speed in nineteen ninety four. Oh, speed, speed, yes, 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 yes. Speed. yeah. Okay, I, okay. I, just, it, I don't know. You cut off when you said speed. Oh, sorry. Well, he has no thumb for whatever reason, and every time he's talking on the uh, walkie-talkie to Keanu, it just it sticks out like the non-existent sore thumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, yeah. So let, let's go on to uh, Dennis Hopper. Like he he went to say that this is the worst movie he's ever been in, <laughs> um, which is not true. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, shame on you. Don't talk shit about yourself, man. Well, yeah. I mean, he he went on to do Super Mario Brothers after this. Yeah. Uh, which I I like I liked him in Super Mario Brothers. He 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 was a pretty good villain. I mean, he's always a good villain. He's Dennis Hopper. Yeah, he, he <laughs> typecast as a bad guy typically, except for uh, Texas Chainsaw Master, obviously. But Waterworld, that's yeah. you know, three hours of him missing one eye, trying yeah. to oh, stick man, I love You got Blue Velvet. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's probably his best role. But if he if he's not a villain, he's just fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you, you got him in this movie where he's got the chainsaws and it's just like, I'll tear this place down. It's just like, just going nuts, just cutting the whole place down with chainsaws. And I love how he has, like, one, like, really long... Chainsaw and then two holstered cha- smaller chainsaws. Dude, I that- figured. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, you know, I figured out why you like this movie so much, Ian, and why you chose this, and it's because there was a chainsaw battle. You and you and chainsaw battles. Uh, of course, you. I know what you're doing here. You're, you're referencing Mandy, which is uh, another movie that I absolutely love. Which, I mean, that that was definitely a reference to this movie. 100%. For sure, absolutely. Uh, Dustin, you've seen Mandy, right? Oh, of course. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. But when you saw the chainsaw fight in that, did you think about this movie? No, rarely do I start comparing movies. Um, well, I mean, come or, on, it's, it's so pretty focused. obvious. Uh, yeah, but I did want to mention because we were talking about Dennis Hopper before we lose that. Uh-huh. My favorite scene with him in uh, Texas Chainsaw Master 2 is when he's buying the chainsaws. Oh, yeah. And, and he's buying them from a shop owner who sells chainsaws. Uh-huh. And he's outside with the big one, whacking yes. a log over and over. Like, yeah, he's not even yeah. doing it like you're supposed to. Like, you're supposed and- to just, like, cut down, but he's just, like, chopping at it like that. Oh, you see the <laughs> owner, like, obviously getting a chainsaw boner. And in the background, he goes, oh, my kid, banana. Yeah, yeah, he, he's just And like, the dramatic music as well. Yeah, that, I I, uh, I would play that scene, but I do not have it, unfortunately. Um, that They didn't, that YouTube didn't have it. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have any of his scenes. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty great. I like... Uh, he's kind of a piece of shit though because he he just uh, he he baits Str- stretch you know like he he gets her to play the 
the clip of the murder, the chainsaw murder, to lure Leatherface and and Shop Top, but then he's like not there. <laughs> but dude, he, just, he totally makes up for it because he finds her in the hole and he goes, "Damn, I used you, girl." Here, <laughs> hey, reach his hand out, pulls out of the hole. With the skeletal hand, yeah, Yeah. skeletal hand that's not gonna hold up. And and then, like, yeah, he's always he's always like fucking late (laughs) to everything. (laughs) Like, like I mean, he comes he comes to like save her, like be a distraction, but not until right after they like bust her head open with the (laughs) sledgehammer. Which I, I love that scene. It's so psychotic. It's crazy. Like. It's just, I mean, obviously that scene was in the first movie, but uh, yeah, they redid it with all the same, even the grandpa was the same actor, which I would say that, um, it, okay, so on this channel, Infamous Horror, this show is called and Trash Horror Movie Grind, right? But um, there's many other shows in this channel. Uh, one of them is Infamous Horror, the podcast. In which their very first episode, those two guys, AC and, and JK, they got the guy who played the grandfather and interviewed him in their very first episode. Wow. Definitely um, I give that a listen. He he was he was not very much different from his character. <laughs> he he was just like just still old and just like kind of mumbling. <laughs> the whole episode, but it was a pretty good episode, though. I'd say I tried to get Jay to join this one, but uh, he, he did not. But um, okay, so we talked about Chop Top, we talked about Stretch, we talked about Lefty, who's Dennis Hopper. Uh, what 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 was y'all's impression on uh, Drake and Sawyer, the the older brother who's going around chili contests with chili made of human meat? The secrets and the meat. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something that I find extremely annoying. When he's getting the award, Chili is just spilling over his shirt, and I just can't stop looking at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they put ch- Chili in the award itself, right? And then she goes and takes to taste it, and there's a fucking finger, and he's like, "Oh, oh it's a no, it's a, it's a tooth." Oh yeah. That's- only a peppercorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I like he he's so just like it's like the Three Stooges with the three of them, you know. It was kind kind of like that in the first movie, but definitely way more like that in this one. They uh, amplified all of their uh, uh, mannerisms in the second one. Just their personalities and personas really were kicked up yeah. a notch. <clears throat> It was it was like a live action cartoon, basically. Like I was saying, like Jop Top, especially, but also Drayton. He's just like, "Oh, you, you damn boys, you done did it again!" Oh, Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what was your reaction to him? I liked him, just like you said. I really did think he was like the Three Stooges. Like he's the one that's trying to mastermind these plots. He's, Mo, he's the one that's sure. having yeah. to, you know, <laughs> clean up, clean up their messes. Uh, he's just trying to like, live his life, really. He's just trying to feed human meat to the people of northern Texas. Yeah. I mean, what more could you really want? Yeah, and then, yeah, they called him on his house phone in his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's crazy. I like to think car phones were a thing. Like that I... wasn't even a car phone. That was a house phone. Well, I mean, like the at the very beginning scene, yeah. I was like, "Holy yeah. shit, that's a car phone." Which, uh, which, yeah, I have to say, this is my problem with this movie is that she wasn't able to hang up on those guys. Yeah, what was with that? <laughs> they were like trying to pull all the plugs, and then she's like, "Hang up, hang up," and it's like, "Come on." Uh, yeah, um, I tried to pretend like that didn't happen because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, just flip the breaker and leave. <laughs> yeah. And she keeps, like, bitching at the... Because they keep calling her. And she's like, okay, you need to hang up now. And then they're like, no. She's like, damn it. <laughs> Bright lights, big titties. <laughs> I don't want to hear them. I don't want to see them. Yeah. It was like... Because, I mean, the reason why is, you know, so we could get the whole murder. It's like, that, that was their thing. It was just like... Writing the script. Okay, so like, what's to prevent her from hanging up? Well, you know, well, let's skip I think that they part. Not going a back different to route <laughs> because she does want to help. The yeah. reason she didn't ha- want to hang up would be because she realizes something terrible is happening. She wants to record it, and that's why she ends up showing it to Dennis Hopper's character. Right, and. uh but plot armor, we'll, we'll yeah. roll with that. <laughs> yeah. It should have, could have won. Can't go back thirty-five years. Like Toby Hooper writing it, he he was probably just like, "I'll I'll get back to that later," and he just <laughs> never did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so uh, what I really liked about this movie was the color palette. I I yeah. say that a lot of, of these movies because, like, I I just especially all right. I I've actually got the scene right here actually. So we're in the radio station where uh, Chop Top makes I wanna, his I he shows up. Radio ad time. And it was just Are red. It's just like murder red throughout the You'll have to just come... screen. No, but what I love about it is just like, are you fucking crazy? Whoa. Right. So this is Radio Land, huh? The infinite turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. Roar! Let me just see how crazy so Top Top is. This is weird, huh? But I can handle it. <laughs> she is way more calm than I would be to a crazed lunatic <laughs> in my workplace. Who is like... Lighting up a co-hater and digging at his scalp and eating his flesh. Music is my life. (laughs) You know, right here, it's even more red. I like the red kind of shows how dangerous it is. Kind of symbolizes that. Symbolizes my life. Good night. Oh, oh, good night. This is probably my favorite part right here. Oh, absolutely. Good night. night. (laughs) (laughs) Scratching through his sunny bono wig. Good night. Good night. Good night. It's like the Tinder date, you know, that just won't take the hint. 
keep saying Oh, shit, that's good. I like that. The request record that you, you honked out today? I love that. <laughs> what was it anyway the, the Rambo 3 soundtrack <laughs> I like how he jumps right right to Rambo 3 not Rambo 1 not Rambo 2 <laughs> Rambo 3 specifically right. uh, yeah I like that too actually she would like it and so, as he's getting closer, he's, the light is getting more intense and it's more red to symbolize danger. Scene always gets me. <laughs> I don't I know why. It. I know it's coming. Yeah, that that is a uh, jump scare done right. Yeah. And then she hits him with a fiery sniper. Love it. It feels I kind of like it. very reminiscent to uh, the first movie where you know Leatherface throws open the iron door and then smacks the guy over the head. I love that scene so much. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he yep. just like comes out of nowhere, hits him in the head, done, and then he just shuts that door. And then once once you see that door shut, you're like, that guy's done. That's the that's the story of him. <laughs> that's the signature of Leatherface slamming the door. Yeah, I, like that was done so well. And so yeah, so in this one, yeah, he just is. They use a jump scare, which you know we we all like hate jump scares pretty much. I mean they're they're lazy, like we all know it. But that one that was done right because it's like so. There's this crazy lunatic, obsessed fan, and he's just like super creepy, and he's being weird, and he looks scary, and you have this like intense music in the background, and you think so he's about to like attack her, you don't know what he's gonna do, and then all of a sudden like Leatherface with a chainsaw comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's like, damn, did not see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that part, and I love uh, how Bill Mosley's character, he's that eating firm pieces of skin off his head mm -hmm. that really makes the atmosphere dark yeah. when you realize what he's been picking up. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Leatherface hits his plate, and right. the wig comes off, and you see that he has a metal plate on his head. Uh -huh. And... Any density? Actually, I have I have that scene as well. Um, I think I do. That's a fantastic scene because for five minutes of the movie, you don't know what the heck he's doing with the you know uh, hook that he's heating right. up. Uh. I, so I have this scene. Ow, 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 he did it! My plate! Oh, my brain is burning! <laughs> now I'm flashback! Now I'm flashback! Oh! Leatherface, you bitch! Oh, look what you did to my Sonny Bono wig, dude! Oh, god damn, I can't believe it! You got to buy me a new plate cover! You got to buy me a new plate cover, Leatherface! Oh! 
he's going to send me back to the VA hospital with his dead in my place. Love that dog will hunt. Um, that that yeah, that's such a, a great like. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense, but it's so iconic for reasons. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. I actually wrote that down. <laughs> one of the lines that I love. Uh, dog will hunt. Yeah, I mean it's great. Do you ever listen to Primus? I used to. You know that song. Um. Uh, Jerry was a race car driver. I do. You notice that they use that clip in that song? There, I did uh, that. You, you never, you never noticed that, Bree. What about you? Have you ever listened to "Jerry Was a Race Car Driver" by Primus? I'm sure if you played it, I'd recognize it. But if you say the title, I'm gonna be like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Also, uh, a very quick question round. Right when I get back, you're like. Hey, have you heard this song? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, well, it, I was playing a clip where where he hits his head the and does his plate, and he says, Not "Get her leather face, dog will hunt." Uh, so anyway, Primus uses that clip, and the song "Jerry Was a Race Car Driver." It's like there's a guitar solo, and then and then it stops, and you hear "Dog will hunt," and then just like gets back into craziness of that song. Um, Get that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Slurpy booty. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I like how this movie keeps fighting its way into pop culture of one sort of another. Um, from Primus songs to also um, funny enough, have either of y'all heard of a band called Cornbugs? Nope. Not say I have. It is a duo between a Buckethead, the great guitarist Buckethead, and uh, Shop Top himself. The character is the singer of Cornbugs. Wow. Bill Mosley teamed up with Buckethead to do not one, but like three or four, maybe even like five albums. Of a band wow. called Cornbugs, and it's not Bill Mosley and Buckethead. It's Buckethead and Chop Top. Like he he's in character the entirety <laughs> of these albums. <laughs> wow! And uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's not the best, but it's kind of fun. like I appreciate it because it's it's Chop Top. Here's a clip. That is quite the title. He got his arm torn off by a train. Bad idea to grab hold of a freight. Tore it off at the shoulder. Left him lying by the tracks, bleeding like a stuck pig, while his arm rode for free until they pried it off up the line and threw it in the burn barrel. Took him a year to heal on a blood-drenched cot in the Durango VA. Another year to quit crying for morphine. 
his arm torn off by a train. Stumbled when he grabbed it. Wedged an ankle between tie and track. Something had to give. Oh, Lord. The sound of it was horrible. And it kind of just kind of just goes on like that. Uh, all, all their songs are pretty much like that. Um, it, it's just pretty much just Buckethead just playing guitar riffs while Bill Mosley as character of Chop Top is just like just saying random things. The claymation was cool, but I, I thought the music was terrible. Yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian, I've got a, a quick lightning round question for you now. Ah. All right, Cornbugs or Christopher Lee's metal band? Who's better? Well, Christopher Lee's metal band for sure, absolutely. Well- Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I had to reference that since that was my first episode ever with you. Way, way, way uh, back when. Oh, right, yeah. Dracula 80. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I do want to I want to go back and do some more of those old Christopher Lee Dracula movies. That, that would be fun. fun. Have you seen those, Dustin? Uh, Dracula? Like the old Hammer Christopher Lee. Well, like he, he did like 12 of them. Throughout the fifties uh, uh, up right to now. the seventies. Chris- oh Chris- wait, you talking about the original Universal Studios Dracula movie? Well, not Bela Lugosi or anything, but Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Oh well, you, I, I'll bring you in for that when I do, and then yeah, yeah, Christopher Lee did play Dracula in like twelve movies. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> let's well, do it hell yeah well, let's do that um, but uh, okay so do either of y'all have anything else to say about, about this movie what makes it good what makes it bad campy or anything like well it's not my favorite I'm definitely with you we kind of discussed this with the the last movie reviewed uh, Color Out of Space I mm-hmm. love color palettes like that makes a huge difference yeah. for movies with me this one's pretty uh just like in that one you know scene it's not just like the red but it's also like the pinks yeah uh, slight little bit of purple the greens i i like it that's why i'm not gonna yeah. say it's like the, a terrible movie the, this one is definitely more in your face about it yeah which i actually really enjoy Yes. Absolutely. Uh, another movie we did on this show uh, was Swamp Zombies Two, which was really in your face like that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just I, I love it. The, this <laughs> movie is a good example of a commercial version of a cult movie that you know got a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and go on to the next segment, which is the prompts that I gave y'all, which we do every episode. Uh, I mean, obviously, they, they made more prequel, sequels and prequels and remakes and reboots, and they just keep on doing it. It just keeps on. Uh, but um, if you personally could do one, what, what would it be like and who, who would be involved? Uh, I've got a couple of ideas myself um one i really want to see is actually a direct sequel to this but it's actually a sitcom it's the same all the same characters you got you got the sawyer family you got leatherface chop top you got drayton you got grandpa you got 
but also Lefty and um, Stretch are in there. But it's a, it's a sitcom. It's like a an eighties or nineties sitcom that they so they they move out. They all move into an apartment in New York, and and they're just like trying to live their life in New York. But uh, Shop Top and Leatherface keep accidentally murdering people and he's like oh you boys you done did it again <laughs> and uh the, yeah and then yeah you had the laugh track and uh lefty keeps like ringing the doorbell and they answer the phone and he's there and i'm just like Woo! <laughs> but for some reason um uh stretches there because she went crazy at the end of the movie so she she's now part of the family she's like trying to get away but like they don't let her <laughs> Um, and so every episode is like that they, they accidentally kill somebody and they try to get away from away from it and uh, yeah and it, it kind of writes itself really you know sounds great man like I would love to see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sitcom it, it would be <laughs> fantastic especially since you know we said there are already like three stages uh Dustin, what what about you? Do you have any ideas? Oh man, I like beyond. I I, I wrote a script. <laughs> nice. Right. And what I, you got? I actually uh, a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is exactly where I would be going from. Uh, okay, which uh, le- yeah, let me cut you off. For those who don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, called Leatherface. Has nothing to do with number two. It's it's a completely different movie. Like it's a different family. Uh, but like uh, Leatherface isn't even called Bubba. They call him Junior. It's, it's completely different. It's just Leatherface is in it. That's the only thing that ties into right. it. Right. <laughs> anyway, go on. Okay, so this would be a true third installment to Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, and it would be. Taken the present day, no one exists. The only character that would still exist would be uh, uh, Caroline Williams, who plays Stretch, and I would want her to come back. And so, in part two, uh, it is suggested that Motherface actually does have sex with her at one point. Hmm. Uh, the brother said, if you wanted to know about sex, you should have asked me. I, I would have caught you. So you need to decide. Is it going to be sex or the song? Well, I wanted there to be, although you never saw that, there was time where he was alone with Stretch, right. where he actually had sex with her. Now, 35 years later, she has, she was impregnated and has had struggles with raising a child who Somehow, um, through like a gene, has instinctively attracted to, you know, murder and, and until he eats right. a chainsaw one day. And she's struggling to keep him from those urges. But ultimately, it ends with him, you know, having the instinct to kill with a chainsaw, just like his dad. And then it, the movie would ultimately end with, you know, the the song truly is family. You know that you actually kind of tied that in with uh, number three because in three he does have a daughter. 
Right. So it was nice. So it's it, so instead of three, it would be like its own movie that's kind of similar to that. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would, I, I would like to see that. Uh, cool. Bree, how about you? All right. Got a question for you. Apart from rebooting, what were what was Hollywood doing? What was Hollywood doing with '80s horror movie icons in the early 2000s? Oh, um. So, like, are you talking about the the characters? Yeah. What were they doing with them? Other than, I mean, they they definitely absolutely rebooted them. <laughs> That's for sure. They're making them fight. Alien versus Predator. Oh, Freddy yeah, versus yeah. Jason. Yeah, true. Here okay. Okay. My pitch. Rob Zombie comes back, and he decides to do his own versus plot. Sawyer family versus Firefly family. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's a no-brainer. Easy, <laughs> that would <easy>. be amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, just let Rob Zombie do his thing. Let him uh, take the reins. I mean, these are two completely I... sadistic, brutal families. Make them fight to the death. Yeah, Shop Top versus Otis. I'd yeah. Love to see that. Actually, the, the, those two wouldn't even fight. That, that would be uh, the comedic relief for sure. They're, they're that, just that, talking to each other, making comments. They're like, "Hey, I like you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like Leatherface versus Tiny. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I have uh, I have I have a third one for you, a, th- a third family. Um, if you go back to a previous episode we did, uh, Skin Deep. Mm. Um. Uh, have y'all seen Skin Deep? I have not, actually. I'm sorry. It sounds vaguely familiar. You have to throw a couple lines at me or a scenario. I, it it kind of, it, it was very obscure. It kind of came out of nowhere. It came out one year after uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And it's basically House of a Thousand Corpses, a.k.a. <laughs> it's basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's the same thing. As a girl gets abducted by this crazy family, and all of the characters have like weird like that they're all their own character uh like there's, there's a leather face there, there's uh one one character uh, played by warwick davis his name is plates he throws plates at people <laughs> dinner plates <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. and there's like yeah it's it's exactly like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is exactly like House of Thousand Corpses. So, like, three of them. That that, that would be pretty good. Okay. I definitely full on Battle it. Royale. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that's good. Cool. Yeah, I, of course, yeah, you, you gotta have the, the two connect because that, yeah, that's perfect. We um, just gotta get us, we just gotta revive Sighade. We just gotta bring him back from oh, the man. dead somehow. That, that, that was... Yeah, rest in peace to that guy, man. That guy was great. Sex. Not not only was he in like movies like that, but he was also in like I mean, he was in a bunch of exploitation movies, especially like, the black exploitation with the yeah. Foxy Brown. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Foxy Brown and Coffee, and yeah, he was all all throughout the sixties, seventies, and eighties, maybe even late fifties. He was in a bunch of movies. Um, yeah. Um, which of course, three from hell was terrible because they had to rush it as he was dying while they were filming it. So, yeah, like three from hell could have been a lot better, but it was just unfortunate timing. 
And so Rob Zombie was rushed to like change the script because Captain Spaulding was supposed to be in it a lot more. Uh, I was I was really just dis- uh, too, too dis- little, too late. He couldn't have done it. Yeah, not not necessarily disappointed, but like I, I was I was really uh, sad when I saw Three from Hell because it had so much potential. Uh, it was just so bad. I, I mean, dude, they filmed the guy dying. Yeah, yeah, true. Because yeah, they, they took Captain Spaulding. All of his scenes, and then they just like made up a new character and gave him those scenes. And I was like, "Oh yeah, there's a there's another brother who we <laughs> haven't seen in these other movies." But um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll go to another uh, idea pitch that I had. So at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, we we see Stretch. She's gone crazy she has the chainsaw she kind of does a leather faces thing that he did in the end of the first one so this kind of goes to show that she's lost her mind she's crazy so i would love to see a stretch horror movie where she's now not takes the chainsaw massacre but like her own horror movie where she's just the villain and she's on a rampage and uh maybe she she's trying to go back to living a good life but like she has so much crazy PTSD she goes off on a crazy murder spree which kind of like what they were trying to do in Friday the 13th with Tommy Jarvis that they never really did yeah you know, has there like, ever been a movie with like a final girl turning into the villain I don't think so that's such a cool idea why don't we it's get it's been attempted uh, and in the Halloween franchise also in part 4 it in with the like the cousin, the little girl with a knife in her hand mm-hmm. making a kill and you're like, okay, so far far she's gonna be the killer and they just blow it off like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I it was four that's seasons. A, that's which... the thing. Like everybody has no, that's three. That's three, yep. What the uh, fuck? every everybody has to like play it safe. You know that you have to do the formula, and yeah, it, it would be cool if, like, yeah, one of these days you'd have the final girl become the the villain of the next one. I I don't know, um, but make it happen, somebody, please. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I guess let's go ahead and rate this now. Um, so, Dustin, you're new to this, so the way we rate it is one out of ten, or you know, whatever out of ten. Uh, but instead of like stars or whatever, it's something that sticks out like chainsaws. Like, right. So for me, like I love it. I mean, if you take it technically, the production value and everything is definitely much lower on the scale. But we're we're rating it on our own personal enjoyment. How rate it how you enjoy this movie. So for me, I I love it to death. Like not only is it fun to watch, but it also influenced. Another one of my favorite horror movies, and it's it's made its way into music, like Primus, for example. And yeah, so like it's very influential, um, cult classic. I'll, I'll give it um, nine, uh, not nine faces cut off of somebody that is. <laughs> That Leatherface lets Stretch wear. <laughs> that's, 
The fact that she kept that face on while she was still talking. Well, she was tied down, though. <laughs> but I mean, while she was just, whew, just you know, just come yeah. on. That, that that was yeah. We didn't even talk about that. That was such a so psychotic moment. <laughs> yeah, where where uh, yeah, he he cuts off uh, her friend's face. By the way, her boss and her friend and. He forces it. I said he lets her. I mean, really, in his mind, he's like, here, let me, I'll let you wear this face. This is what <laughs> I like. So, you know, not many people do that. But in reality, he was very much forcing her to wear it. <laughs> uh, Bree, how about you? Uh, I Again, I don't hate it. I actually do <laughs> enjoy it. The production value is lower. It's not the first movie, but I do enjoy it. I love the one-liners. Obviously, I'm a one-liner lover. I'm wearing a Dead Alive shirt. Yeah. Um, what can Which I say? Which is I'm a very similar gonna... movie to this one, I'd say. It is. It's very much. Oh, similar. you know what? Actually, I just remembered. Um, I don't think it was this movie. No, it wasn't this movie, but it was another one of the sequels. I think the fourth one. It was either the third one or the fourth one where they actually approached Peter Jackson to direct. Mm. But maybe it, that's a movie plot that we actually need instead of yeah. a uh, Leatherface directed by Peter Jackson. That'd be pretty sick. Um, right. But, but overall, I do like it. I do like it a lot. Uh, and so for that, I will give it six people unknowingly feasting on human meats through chili. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. Dustin, what do you got? Eighteen thoughts. You can you can be more. <laughs> All right, yeah, he changed us. Cool. Oh, you want me to elaborate? Or well, well actually, yeah. Let, let me know like how how you think about it overall. Okay, I took a lot of things into consideration. Uh, if I'm thinking about just the enjoyment and the fun that you could have watching it, uh, and if you like horror movies. You could easily just give it a seven on, on the slasher part of it alone. But the quirkiness and the chemistry between of the, uh, all of the actors, um, how they work together, easily gives it another star. And I would give it uh, a ninth chainsaw because of its importance. It did set the tone for hundreds of movies. And... You, you know, and it's just when people Absolutely. think about horror movies now, if that's not a movie that you can that comes to your mind when you're thinking about horror movies in general, that you, you haven't been watching them for very long um, because it's just it started a whole waterfall effect of slasher movies. That, yeah, there were some before, but it just started a rampage of those types of films. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, now for, to tease next week's episode, which I've actually secretly have been doing all along. Um, we, we are. I, I've got a, a another clip. <laughs> So this is House of a Thousand Corpses, directed by Rob Zombie. Speaking of sick hate. <laughs> yep. 
Like, his performance here is so good. Go grab that other asshole out of the shitter and drag his ass back in here. Right. I'd say that this is probably his best movie that Sid Haig has ever been in. I to jump over this counter and bash your fucking balls in. Right. Maybe Devil's Rejects. It, it's hard to tell. And I might leave your brains inside your skull. Well, I'll tell you what, Ski King. Why don't you just take your mama home some chicken, and then I won't have to stuff my boot all up in your ass. <laughs> I laugh at that every time. Chicken, and I hate clowns. <laughs> Get her on this. Here, I got all this. Put that shit there. All right. Put it down. Oh, that is it. I'm going to count to ten, and you're going to hand over all the cash, or I'm going to splatter your grease paint mug across the state line. One. Fuck your mama. Two. Fuck your sister. What are we going to do? Hey, I know you. You work at the hardware store, right? Richard Wick, right? Shut your trap. Quiet down, both of you. Three. Fuck your grandma! Yeah, I remember now. All the guys make fun of you. They call you little dickwick. Shut up! <laughs> little dickwick, play with his prick. Don't the smell just make it sick. It's supposed <laughs> to be chaotic. intense and scary, but yeah. And then they're just being distracted by every little thing. It's like just the epitome of a robbery gone wrong. Uh, Ryan Reynolds got inspired by that for uh, Deadpool. Oh, possibly. And this guy right here, I've seen him in a bunch of movies too. First of all, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. That of course is House of Thousand Corpses. Which, I mean, if I'm going to do Chains, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, you got you got to do the one that comes after it, House of Thousand Corpses. Corpses, and so we will. Uh, yeah, but we'll compare the two, see how, how they do side by side, and uh, Brie, Brie, you'll, you'll be here for that one, I believe. I will. And uh, we'll also have um, a special guest will be the uh, the ladies from Let's Scream podcast, which is another show on this channel, Infamous Horror, uh, where the, they mostly talk about women in horror uh films uh women directors as well as actors and stuff so um if you listen to the first episode they kind of geeked out about <laughs> these movies uh rob zombies movies and sherry moon and everything so i was like eh, that's a good tie-in right there <laughs> and uh right here you have the classic dustin in the face that he always makes <laughs> Be sure to, uh, yeah, check out your Top Hunter's Crap if you're looking to, uh, again, like, get into the whole aquarium business. I, I appreciate it, but really, nobody's going to check it out. They buy me on their own if you actually <laughs> like fish in a berry. All right. Cool. Well, um, yeah, like I said, that, that will do it for this episode. Dustin, thank you for joining. Um, hey, I had fun, man. It was great to see you again. Yeah. It has been many years since we've last seen each other. Uh, but a lot of good times. Uh, thank you so much for introducing me, not only to this movie, but like many, many others like it. I mean, I would not even have this show if it weren't for you, personally. 
Hey, it's my pleasure. And I had fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, we'll we'll try to bring you in for more. I'll definitely bring you in for all the movies I cover that you introduced me to, and uh, definitely that Dracula too. Whenever I do that, and Brie again, you know, you, you've been on here a hundred times already. We haven't done a hundred episodes yet, but <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Thank you yeah. once again for having me. Uh, I'm glad I got to see this movie again. It was a lot of fun, for sure. Hell yeah, cool. Well, uh, yeah, Brie, I'll see you next time. Uh, Dustin, sure. I'll, I'll see you down the road. And yeah, so take it easy, everybody. And uh, yeah, so that'll be it.